Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And as we enter the quantum realm, we will be aligning with the Akashic Records and exploring the Book of Truth with my guest today, who herself goes on shamanic journeys, and she works as a healer in ancient medicine with Reiki and also with the Akashic Records. She is also here to share a light language transmission, which will allow the creation energy to flow interdimensionally in and around us today. Sherry Mosley is here with us, and I'm so pleased to introduce you to this beautiful light soul. Sherry, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful welcome, and I'm so happy to be here. It's so exciting. Um, oh, it is very exciting. Oh, thank you. It is a blessing to have you here. Uh, your story is <laughs> one that is beautiful because you are, I would say, you are of the new generation, and the way that you've grown up mm-hmm. in your early childhood in a hippie commune, so to speak, <laughs> really allowed you to have a head start. I mean, I know there was yeah. challenges in that um, in your mm-hmm. own secret way, but share with us how um, this really shaped your world into what you're doing now. Oh, Absolutely. It was a very so it was in San Francisco in the eighties and it was it was called the Holy Order of Man. Um, they've kind of disassembled now and moved on to other platforms, but um the originator really studied Christ consciousness, Rosicrucianism, Freemasonry. And so being in this group, you know, it was it was just a very open and loving environment. It was very family, very community. Um, you know, we weren't in one house. It was just a neighborhood, more or less, and they had a school set up for us. Um, and there was only four of us to start with, so it's not like there was a, a large Four children? Of, 
Okay. Um, yeah, four children. It grew to like six and eight kids, starting with preschool. But, you know, daily we would really just talk about angels and, you know, fairies and stories about the saints. And there was a lot of um, creation, like a lot of painting, working with foreign languages. And, you know, everyone that was running it was a humanitarian. Uh, they definitely, we were giving to others. They also still have a facility set up to help single mothers. And so there was this large expansion of love and community. You know, I would stay at other people's houses if my parents were busy. And so it was quite a nurturing nest <laughs> to grow mm-hmm. up in. Beautiful. Um, yeah, definitely. And I'm I'm really lucky to have been able to have that experience. So some would say it's a little sheltered, but it definitely has created me to be an out-of-the-box thinker, very mm-hmm. creative, and it's like a, a good mm, touchstone to come back to as I've gotten older. You know, once I, you know, left that group and was out into the the greater world, <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. seeing what's out there and exploring all of that. It was nice when my shamanic skills started coming in um, around my Saturn's return that I had something to kind of look back to as being familiar with what was happening with all of these energies and abilities that were starting to come online. Mm. Okay, so so we'll get to that in a moment, but I just want to ask you another question. You had mentioned mm-hmm. that you were adopted as well, and so mm-hmm. this was at a young age, six months um, in foster care, and then at a year and a half yeah. adopted into the family. Of course, you don't mm-hmm. remember that, or maybe you do in your shamanic <laughs> practice. Maybe you do remember that, or at mm-hmm. least you can feel mm-hmm. the energy of that wound. We could say that that would be a core wound. What has that been like for you to deal with that adoption mm-hmm. piece? Um, I definitely wouldn't call it a wound. <laughs> it was definitely, um, part of it would be free will. So this is more getting into the rules of the how the Akashic Record works, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone has a soul path. And within that, everybody is allowed free will, as God has given all of us. And so, you know, it was really up to my birth parents what they wanted to do. And they chose what they wanted to do. And then the universe said, okay, we're going to go this way with this path. Um, and, to, and when I look back at it and what I've seen, I've worked with psychics and mediums, and I've also seen many things myself. Um, it's, it's very clear that everything was taken care of and everybody was doing the best that they could with what situations were presented. Um, it did lead to some disorientation because my shamanic and psychic abilities do come from my birth mother's side. So without growing up around that, I wasn't fully aware of what was going on <laughs> when these things were occurring. Um, but since then, you know, I have visited her on the spiritual plane. Um, she's on the other side now. And so I've communicated with her as well as my great-great-grandmother. And they are the ones that have the strong medicine woman lineage. 
And that is what has helped bring in uh, a lot of the path that I've gone through more recently, even, um, I guess, since 2012, right? <laughs> That's definitely yeah. when things started getting um, more loud, I guess you could say. Yeah. So it's it's been an adventure, but, you know, a lot of wonderful teachers and helpers have been um, brought to me along the way to bring me to you right now with everything that I've done and am doing. And it's all just coming together. I love how you do not see the adoption <laughs> piece as a wound. And that, again, <laughs> is indicative of the way that you were raised in a nurturing community where you saw everyone as a humanitarian. And we were speaking before mm -hmm. the show how when you got out into the, quote, real world, making the transition mm -hmm. from that community into a more of a mainstream community, you were kind of shocked that not everyone's a humanitarian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I wasn't even watching television, you know, not really. Maybe on the weekends at my grandparents' house, but I was pretty outside of the everyday culture that, say, somebody, if they're going to public school and, you know, watching MTV and <laughs> cartoons, mm -hmm. I wasn't really a part of that. Um, I was out in nature and um, doing arts and crafts and baking and, um, yeah, stuff like that, which is, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Not that the outside world is bad. I mean, believe me, I love my 80s movies now. <laughs> the 80s movies. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. There's Chick a lot Lips. of great... Oh, yeah. Well, no, not so much that, but I've noticed that there are just a lot of messages in movies, and that's actually... My guides work with me a lot in sending me messages through movies, so I'll get nudges to watch movies. I do some spiritual oh. movie reviews on my blog. Um, but they're definitely platforms that people have channeled in some very strong wisdom in a very playful and beautifully graphic nature. I mean, you could look at like the never ending story or the dark crystal or even the star Wars trilogy, you know, all of them. Great. There's like myths on the screen, very shamanic, right. To tell the story. So mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely a fun way to put on your, spiritual thinking cap and really watch the movie from that spiritual angle and view. Um, yeah. So, yeah. You named a few later. there. You did name a few there, oh, yeah. the Star Wars trilogy, <laughs> Never Ending Story. What are some mm -hmm. other of your favorite spiritual movies for, uh, you know, for the masses to expand their minds? Oh, oh well, um, the Matrix trilogy. <laughs> Classic, oh, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I like, uh, well, in terms of the Akashic Record, and I did do a write-up on my blog about this, um, Groundhog Day is classic. Oh. And, you know, re repeating the same thing over and over again, trying to learn and expand and grow and find love. And it's really fun to watch him just <laughs> <laughs> really face, face his own ego, go through death, right, to finally reach that ascension of being in love and meeting somebody in that feeling of love, right? It's just a really mm -hmm. fun movie to do that with. 
Um, yes, I love that yeah. one. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of some other ones. Uh, oh, now don't laugh at this one. But <laughs> it's the it, it's called Explorers, and Explorers? I guess you could okay. say it's a, a kids movie. Explorers. It's got Ethan Hawke and River Phoenix, and they receive messages from extraterrestrials in their dreams and build a spaceship and go and visit these extraterrestrials. I have watched this movie hundreds of times. And uh, it's, I watched it as a kid, and my grandfather actually helped me and my cousin build our own little spaceship. I was so inspired from it. And now, you know, it makes a lot more sense now that I'm channeling and, you know, uh, communing with other beings. But it's really a fun movie to watch, you know, and just they make it seem so ordinary. They're like, yeah, somebody's trying to communicate with us. They're calling us. Let's go. I'm like, how could we not be plugging in the way we are when, I mean, if you grew up in the 80s, there were movies like this around, right? Mm -hmm. So it's definitely coming through on the creative channels to bring this information in. That's that's why I really love a lot of movies. They give you that. Um, it's like channeling, but through creation, you know, yes. through art. Mm-hmm. Just another another form. And I'm very visual, so I, I really, really enjoy it. Well, thank you for sharing on that. And I've never yeah. heard of the movie Explorers, so I know I'm not mm-hmm. the only one that's going to go check that out. Thank you. <laughs> and, of yeah. course, not to mention Avatar and The Last Mimsy and all of these uh-huh. great movies. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, all right. So we're here to talk about the Akashic Records. And yeah. you were saying that the movie Groundhog Day really helps to illustrate that, too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's make the connection as you, you know, you've grown up in this, given a real head start um, because you were in such a beautiful community where you were mm-hmm. allowed to let your gifts come through. And, and then you went and mm-hmm. you studied with Oriental Medicine and all of it. And mm-hmm. the, um, yeah. the, the Akashic um, Enlightenment is actually something that was given to you a few years yes. ago. Um, so share yes. more on that. Actually, if you could make a connection with with how you really came to trust your guides and listen to your guides and and even um, mm-hmm. discern and yeah. know the truth. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. So yeah, it was definitely a journey. Um, the I, I, at my Saturn's return, I started spontaneously buying uh, shamanic books. I didn't know what was going on, um, and that's when I. The first Saturn around 29. 29, okay. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, And I'm a double Capricorn, sun and moon Capricorn. So my Saturn's return was serious, (laughs) (laughs) very serious. It was quite a wake-up call. Um, So I called up this woman in San Francisco and asked, you know, I, I think I'm a shaman. Can you do some training for me? And she was training in Reiki with shamanism. And I started training with her, and it was just, everything just started happening so quickly and so natural. Uh, she was even taken aback with it because um, I was reading what she was doing. And it was kind of like once I opened the door, everything just started flooding in. And I actually had to learn how to dial things down 
to have some boundaries, right? So it's like, oh, I have all these this connection or psychic ability, and it's so strong, and I don't really have any control over it. And mm-hmm. so then it became about um, learning some boundaries and how to really use work with that energy and use my abilities. And that's what getting my master's in Chinese medicine really helped. You know, it's a clinical setting. Uh, you're learning a lot about ancient shamanism, right? That's what Chinese medicine is. And it's just, it's a very grounded way to work with this energy, right? You're working with the energy points on the body. You know, they talk mm-hmm. about the spirit of the points. There's the spirit of the herbs as well and they teach you how to be a practitioner and to work with people and that really helped me learn how to have boundaries while treating somebody or you know just um, being there to help somebody heal or go through healing work I also studied qigong when I was there so that's working with energy so again, when you were there where, did you go to right. Asia for that study Oh, no, this was in Berkeley. It was Acupuncture and Integrative Medicine College. Yeah. Okay. I mean, learning Qigong is part of the curriculum because this is how you channel the qi Mm -hmm. uh, to do acupuncture, right? Beautiful. Yeah. And so while I was in acupuncture school, I also still felt a call to the shamanic uh, world and training, Um as I learned later that that's, you know, it's part of my lineage, my bloodline. So it made sense that I'd be called to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was referred to the foundation for shamanic studies and I did their training and it really gave me a lot of background to have a platform to talk to the spirit guides. And that's what I really liked. There was a, you know, it's a very straightforward method. And that's what I find helps in doing all of this work is having a very organized and clear method of how you're going to interact with these beings, be it um, your teachers, your power animals, angels, extraterrestrials, whoever you're going to be communicating with. Um, It's good to just have that structure. And just like you would be doing anything else, you know, it's it's just, it's an area where structure isn't as common. And so when you have these abilities and, you know, there could be spirits walking up to you left and right, which is what was happening to me before I got trained. Um, I would see spirits and shut down in fear because I was overwhelmed. I didn't know what was going on, right? Really? um, Oh, Yeah. yeah. Would, was, so you, know, you would see like disincarnate in a oh, hallway, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. So when I was, oh, I don't know, and I guess more. When did it really happen? I guess when I would go to old places, uh, uh-huh. like a Victorian home up north in California, or a lot of it happened when I was living in England on study abroad. And traveling in yeah. Paris, <clears throat> those uh-huh. were two instances that kind of really broke me in terms of I, I have to deal with this, I have to face this. 
um, where there was, you know, there were spirits there, beings. Uh, it would it would be what's considered in the shamanic world as the middle world, right? And in the middle world, there's benevolent and non-benevolent beings. And so without training, you're just kind of bombarded. And the fear, fear, the fear. Is fear right? Mm-hmm. And so you really don't want to contract in fear. And I, I hadn't learned this. And once I got my shamanic training, then I... You know, I just felt more confident in, okay, now I can go and visit the benevolent beings. And so I started doing that a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Journeying to the upper and lower world. Okay. It felt like coming home. And that is what really opened everything up, was doing that regularly, joining a local drum circle, practicing and when you're the shamanic way is it's very it provides a protective way to uh, engage with spirits, especially when you're new, you know, and I was new, and I was already being approached by spiritual entities, and so I really wanted a system in which I felt like I could have a conversation and learn to interact with them where I felt safe. And I think probably the wisest thing that somebody said to me when I was doing my shamanic training was that it's not really any different on the spiritual plane than it is in the physical plane. So if a stranger walks up to you, you're going to have some boundaries and, you know, you're going to talk to them and, you know, you're not just going to totally let them put onto you whatever they have going on. I thought, wow. That's very true. Why Why am I freaking out that it's happening on a spiritual plane, right? It's just that idea of, oh, it's happening on a plane that's on another dimension in this physical world, and then it's, quote, scary. But then breaking out of that, it just became, okay, well, here is another being approaching me. They just happen to be in a different plane, so I'm going to talk to them just as I would as if a human being were to walk up to me. (laughs) And so it really normalizes it. And I find that that's the most helpful thing when you are learning how to do this. Um, As you become more seasoned with it, um, it just becomes another way of having conversations. They're just with consciousness and beings that are on a different plane or platform than being physically incarnated. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, we could take a whole nother sidetrack on that conversation, <laughs> but I'm going to rain. Because I'm like, did I answer your question? <laughs> yes, you did. We're going to come back into okay. that. So let's make the connection with the Akashic Records then, because right. you use this as a real healing method. It really allows us information into mm-hmm. what we know. So how did yeah. that come into being? Right. So this is so this was in twenty fifteen. So after I finished mm-hmm. my acupuncture school, I dove deep into the shamanic side of things and was doing a lot of journeying. Um, there were just some events that were going on then that I was really seeking some deeper spiritual knowledge and I just started journeying a lot. <laughs> and this started to open up higher realms. So the more that you work with the spirits, you know, it's like a 
they're happy to help you as long as you are helping others and you are helping yourself grow. And so they just keep going along the path as a teacher would, right? And Mm -hmm. so doing these journeys, I just was taken on this path of opening things up. And that is when I got introduced to the Akashic Records, my teacher, my shamanic teacher in my shamanic journey said, these are the Akashic Records and I want you to go and study them. And he was showing me you know, things, my connections to people, and there is a whole lesson on the parallel lives, the multiple dimensions, Mm. and how we can choose what we're doing. I mean, it all kind of happened very quickly, and I was actually quite surprised when it did. And I just kept asking more questions, and eventually um, I got some new teachers in my shamanic realm. One of them was Ascended Master Jesus. And once he showed up, everything kind of took on a higher level. And this is when I was taught that I can do healing in the Akashic Records. And then I just started, you know, buying books, looking online, trying to learn everything I could about the Akashic Records. And while I was doing that, I kept journeying. And so I kept getting lessons from my teachers in my journeys about the Akashic Records. I got a lot of healings, clearings, chakra alignments. I mean, I could write a book on just all of that, and maybe I will after Mm -hmm. I I do these other books. Um, But I didn't really know what was happening then. But... Part of the information that I wrote down from the journeys is what is in the Akashic Enlightened Book now. So Mm. it's the story of how it led up to Akashic Enlightenment. So first they introduced the Akashic Records, and I was studying that. And then in one of the books that I had purchased, I was reading an Arcturian prayer. And when I opened the Arcturian prayer, I had this loud message of, you know, this isn't the best prayer for you. This is the best best prayer for you. Write it down. And I wrote it down as I write everything down, journeys or Akashic record work. And I honestly, I kind of set it aside and didn't think too much of it. Um, And then I thought, you know, I think that was important. I should look at that again. And I looked at the prayer, and it was the Akashic Enlightenment prayer. And, it, you know, it's really funny how you can just pass over these moments that could actually change your entire life if you yes. look at it. You I bet know, that happens daily. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, yeah. The messages that come in, you know, it's amazing. I mean, I won't get too off track, but I could. But, you know, so I, I paid attention and I, I looked at the prayer and I thought, okay, this is important. I talked to some other people who were working in the Akashic Records and they're like, yeah, this is, this is, this is a legitimate opening prayer and it's really high vibration, it's high level. And so then I just started asking, you know, okay, what do I do with this? It's like, oh, you have to put this online. You got to teach this. And I was like, um, okay. <laughs> I don't really know what that looks like, but 
okay, I, I will do that. And so at that point, I was pretty used to trusting my guides, knowing that they were taking me in a positive direction, a direction that was for my personal growth, for the benefit of others. This is part of the shamanic way of working with the spirits is they are excited to work with you, especially when you are willing to help others, right? They've kind of, mm. they've signed up to do this benevolent, helpful work, right? This is their soul work that they're doing on another plane, right? Just as we have our work to do here, they're doing their work. And so we're coming together and doing that together. And so I listened to them and I, you know, downloaded a bunch of information by asking questions in the prayer. And so the way it works is you open the prayer and then you ask questions and then you just start basically automatic writing what comes to you. And in my case, because I was being put in the position of being a teacher, there was a lot of information coming in on, you know, questions and classes to teach, how to teach this. When you normally go in there to just ask for yourself, you know, you'll get a good amount of information. And when you get the information, it starts to shift your consciousness out of where the ego mind is taking a hold of your thoughts and your actions. And so it's resetting you to your soul's highest good, as well as moving you along your ascension path. And that's what makes Akashic Enlightenment different than just the Akashic Records. And this was the steeper learning curve for me on going through this process. Because the Akashic Records became quite familiar. You know, there's a lot of books out there about it at this point. You know, I mean, gosh, in the last three or four years, I feel like it's quadrupled. So it's clear that working in the Akashic Records is where, you know, our our culture and the community is going towards, right? Having access to this higher self-knowledge and enlightenment so that we can go with this paradigm shift that's happening. This is one of the tools. Um, And so with Akashic Enlightenment, the difference is that it's also opening up the Book of Truth. So should I continue or... Did you have any questions? You no, know, I do have one more question. For okay. those who may not be familiar with yeah. Akashic Records, you know, we tend to just yeah. think, oh, like chakras, everyone knows what that is. Right. There may be some that don't understand that. Of and course. So say of course. That it's, it's a record of everything that's ever gone on. So then how would we right. use that for healing or enlightenment? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so the Akashic Records are an energetic record. So it's kind of like, you know, your your computer connects to the cloud or to the Wi-Fi. Well, we'll say the cloud, right, where you mm-hmm. update everything. And so your Akashic record is basically the database, the large database of your soul. It's also referred to as the book of life. So in the Bible, it's kind of like what you are, quote, judged, I don't so much believe that part but (laughs) where you are looked at in terms of well what did you do in this life right Mm -hmm. and so now you can look at past present and future quote lives right in accordance to what your soul has experienced emotionally your thoughts your actions anything that your soul has done has incarnated as has traveled to 
is in this Akashic record. And because it's in a, it's considered an ace density form of information. I believe it's Edgar Casey that said that it's an ace density. And because it's in this higher density form, it's occurring all at one time, past, present, and future. And this is what my shamanic journey was showing me earlier on with these multiple dimensions and timelines. I just didn't understand it that that was also a representation of the Akashic Records. And so what it is is that because you can see if you're clairvoyant or hear clairaudiently what these records have to share, and also you can get clairsentient, you can get the feelings from them, is you are accessing your past lives, your present lives, and also where you can go into the future. And so it will start to shift you where you are now and where you're going based on this, which means you can also clear, you know, step out of your karma. This is where, this is where ascended master Jesus, when he showed up in my shamanic journeys, he was saying, this is the healing part because, you know, Mm -hmm. Christ consciousness is all about forgiveness and -hmm. forgiveness is what clears these, these karmic loops that people get stuck in. Right, And so you look at these past lives more frequently. We're looking at the past lives and pulling out the trauma that happened, the beliefs that you're still carrying, and how it's affecting you in this present life. Um, At the same time, you can clear things that happened earlier on in childhood. So it's like a really intense version of psychotherapy, right? We're going to places that you couldn't touch in psychotherapy, right? Because you're not remembering, oh, this happened. And so by accessing it and clearing it in the records, it's basically pulling that file out or clearing it up, right? So it's like when you get a software update on your computer to make it run better, right? Mm -hmm. We're doing an update. We're like, "Mm, yeah, these things, this this is a false belief that you were carrying from this previous lifetime and it's really not serving you right now. So let's just let that go and reset that past life back to your original soul self, right? And so the more that you are collecting more of this original soul self, the more you are becoming aligned within yourself. And so you are coming from a place where then you won't be triggered by things, um, oftentimes, you know, relationships or people can sometimes just disappear from your life because they were in your life because you were playing out a past life, a karmic pattern, um, a loop, right? Like Groundhog Day, the loop repeating over and over again. Well, as soon as you understand the lesson from that, boom, you're on to a whole other what could be considered a, a timeline, Right, because you've stepped out of that repeating pattern, right? So that's why I like that movie. It shows very clearly if you wake up in the morning and the clock isn't playing the same song on the radio. (laughs) Like, thank God, you know, where there's another song on the radio. I'm moving forward, right? You know, Mm -hmm. basically what what it is to be a soul is that we're moving forward. We're co-creating. We're experiencing things this is the purpose of being a soul that's connected to source so Mm -hmm. before i go on does does that answer that question 
I could go on the tangent. Yes, it does. <laughs> the database of the soul and how we can really tune into it. You know, when when we say we know everything that we need to know within, we are accessing the Akashic Records. And mm-hmm. it's through our sacred heart that we have access to that. And you use the enlightenment prayer to really open up to it. So I love that. Okay, yeah, so mm-hmm. um beautiful. Um I'll let you go on because we're gonna we're gonna be able okay. to um go into a light language transmission as well. But I just wanna let mm-hmm. you finish on on anything on the Akashic record and how it came to you and how you developed the training. Oh, okay. Well, I also just wanted to touch on, before I move on, because they express um, that the importance of talking about the Book of Truth, which is the other part of Akashic Enlightenment. So it does access your Akashic records by using your full legal name, which is your vibrational imprint in this incarnation. But then it also opens the Book of Truth. And the book of truth are the cosmic laws of the universe, the true laws outside of any man-made or societal laws or even false beliefs. And this is where things start to get into more of the ascension path, right? So you can be living in your soul path, but you can be living your soul path at different ascension levels. Right, And this depends on where you are in terms of your uh, ascension work that you're doing. And ascension work is more of becoming aware of where you are in your alignment to source and not getting caught up in what are considered either false beliefs or, or lies or misperceptions that are created either by others or by society, which would also be considered created by others. And, you know, part of this, I I try not to get into the politics of (laughs) ascension and how we kind of, you know, the human DNA got altered and that we're now, you know, stuck in this reincarnation loop. I feel that there's a lot of information about that out there. But basically the Book of Truth is helping us kind of revert back to our original Christed self right, or or our Buddha enlightenment self, whatever. It's not like a, a religious um, connotation here when I say the Christ consciousness. It's more of, you know, that fully divine human blueprint that you carry. This is what the Book of Truth starts pushing you into. And so in the book, the Akashic Enlightenment book, there are some channeled scribings from the Book of Truth. And they come off a little bit either, it sounds like scripture from the Bible, or if you've done A Course in Miracles, it sounds Mm -hmm. familiar to that. Um, I did study A Course in Miracles, and I do feel that, you know, it is a channeled material. I do feel that it did alter my own uh, ascension path. And it did did partially um, contribute to the creation of or the embodiment of Akashic Enlightenment. Um, because the A Course in Miracles would be considered material that is from the Book of Truth, right? Because the Course in mm-hmm. Miracles goes over um, just the general laws 
of the universe, they use more of, it's a slightly more religious context where they use, uh, they talk about Jesus and God and um, it, it just sounds a little bit more biblical. And so I was told that, you know, the Course in Miracles is a key to the gateway that is um, Akashic Enlightenment and the Book of Truth, right? So it's just like a little piece of going into this higher ascension and creation energy that's really pushing you to be that divine ascended master that you are and that co-creator that you are, and that's where we're all heading with this paradigm shift. And so the way the Akashic Enlightenment works is it's by opening your Akashic records, which is your soul path, your soul imprint, and working with the Book of Truth. But because the Book of Truth is such a large database, now I do have some scribings in the book, but they also say that the best way to use the Book of Truth is actually, you know, the way it is with Akashic Enlightenment, where you come in, you open Akashic Enlightenment, and you come in with a question. When there's a large database, the best way to get the best information and the most healing out of it is with a question. And some people use this even outside of Akashic Enlightenment, where if you ask the universe, it will provide you an answer right? You have to ask for help and assistance from the angels or the ascended masters in order for them to step in. So there's really this idea of asking. And so when you ask in Akashic Enlightenment, you are also asking in your Akashic records as well as the Book of Truth. So it's going to bring in information for your highest soul path, accessing, you know, past lives or any of that, also working with the cosmic laws of what is true for the universe. So it's really going to pull you out of a lot of these old paradigms that our, our earth is ascending out of, right? So this is how it makes it an ascension tool to help you in your ascension path. And this is where the alignment trainings that I teach and that are also in the book, so you can do them on your own, open your records and you go through these series of questions and by asking these questions and writing down the answers and even sometimes just taking in the energy, it starts to shift you, okay? And it shifts you on your soul path as well as shifting your vibration and higher energies because you're accessing this higher level of data, you know, spiritual data coming into your consciousness and altering your consciousness. And... It's a very simple process that you can do on your own. It's nice to do with other people. And when I do it in a class setting, I find that the energies ramp up even higher. And then when I do like a one-on-one -on -one session, I oftentimes will get light language transmissions to help that person uh, shift, which is, and this is the one thing that I really like doing the one-on-one -on -one sessions is I've noticed that a lot of people are really on their own individual path. And yes, you can do a group class, but I really like doing the one-on-one -on -one because it allows us to go even deeper into really helping the individual, you know, get rid of those patterns, step outside of those fears, anxieties, and really step into their own divine light. And it's nice to have that just, you know, personal assistance because I've been spending so much time dedicated to doing this. 
on how to get get the best answers to really work with the beings of light and the lords of the records on how to maximize the time that you're there, right? So everybody has their own um, way of learning and everybody has their own pace, you know, and I like to really respect everyone's own pace. You know, everyone has their own past lives that they've been through. Some people are more familiar with this material because they've worked on it in past lives and, and some people are newer and so it's just sometimes it's a different pace for different people so it's nice to do some one-on-one time with people and really help them adjust to ultimately becoming very autonomous with their their ascension and their soul path right because ideally it's it's nice to have that connection to talk to higher beings and to feel safe and to feel nurtured and comforted and guided and supported. You know, everybody should have that that connection to be able to have that on a daily basis. You yeah. know, especially the way the world the world is going right now. It's great to have a tool and practice. And that's that's originally what I was guided to do was, you know, really give this and spread this out to as many people because it's it's a very valuable tool to help people mm-hmm. in these great times of change. So that's yes. why I'm here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and thank you so much for that. And also, you know, that's what you offer. All of our listeners have access to your special offer where you do yes. the one-on-one sessions. You do those over Skype yes. or Zoom or phone mm-hmm. or even in person. And that's all available yes. in the, mm-hmm. the special that you have for our listeners. And we thank you for that. Yes. We'll talk about that later. Absolutely. We will yeah. do a group session where... Okay. We can feel this because light language will come through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm feeling a need to kind of touch in a little bit deeper right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, previous to the call, I had opened the records and invited everyone's higher self in. <clears throat> so I'm just going to uh, reinitiate that connection. And then uh, then we can move forward with either bringing in light language Overall, or questions, but let me just dial in a little deeper here, and then we'll see, okay? Beautiful. Okay, so, okay. Okay, so we're just going to start off with a little light language transmission just to get everybody set into this Akashic Enlightenment energy that is presenting itself for everybody now. And also then we can take calls once we're, you know, sitting in this communal divine space 
more collectively together. Karanisho konanesha eketina ananesho kutuna esha onanesha kitina ni okutu usha hananisha akatina onanesha katina okatina osha kitini ishi kuta anane hasha kina otati uka nanesha kita onane kita nisha okutu unanesha akatini nisha okutana nisha Oh, I see Isha Anna Ketisha on a Nesha Ki Anna Hot Eshe. Oh, Ketisha Anna Nesha Tishi Ikiti Ina. Oh, Shakiti Ashi Iti Osha Anna Nisha Te Nesha Hot Eshe Kena Inana Nesha Onne Hoshi Kiti Nesha Anna Nesha Ishi Ishi Ukutu Usha Una Nesha Ikiti Ina 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 Asha. Oko te ene ene ke aata ana ene eshi ku uta ana eshi ki te ita ana ne o te eshi 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 ku te ena ana ne ana ne eshi uka tana ne o te ene neshi aka te ne ene nisho oka te ne nisho ukutu ushu une kisha ana eshi ki tina ana nisho ukutu una neshi ana nisho kutusha asha isho oka tana ne ana ashe ki tina Ana nesha ikitina, ona nesha isha akutuna, ana nesha, ana nesha akutuna eshe. Ana ne eti ina nisha akutuna eta. Eti ona ketina, ana nesha ikitina nesha. Ata nena nesha akutununu nesha iti ana nesha akutuna. Ona nesha ikitina ana, hokatina nesha akutuna. O tani shikitina shikitina onene. O tani akatana shikitina anane. O beloved brothers and sisters, we are gathering again as we did in Numeria long ago. We are once again gathering our tribes and coming together for this collective message and for healing for those who are looking for it. We're just going to connect now to the Council of Light for a a message here. The Light Language has connected all of us on this earth plane as well as higher. There are beings present here as well that are coming together in a galactic community. And everybody is coming into this sacred space now to reconnect with these energies. Divine brothers and sisters, you are not alone in these great times of transition. Some of you are worrying about what is to come, worrying about what is happening, worrying about possible divisions that are going on. This is not necessary. What happened in the past will not happen again. Too many of you have switched over. Too many of you, so many of you, have come in to help with these transitions at this time. We are so grateful with so many of you that have truly come into your light and being 
channeling and guiding all of these beings here who are asking for assistance, not even knowing that they are needing assistance. You are doing your job. Know that you are doing your job every day, even in the littlest things that you do. If you are saying a prayer to the divine, if you are opening the door to somebody, if you are feeding somebody, if you are holding a crying baby, all of these are still coming in at the highest resonance of you expressing love. And this is what is paramount and this is what is needed at this time. This is all that there is right now is love. Love is the message. Love is what is coming through and love is what is coming above and beyond. We are past the point of going back to where we were, and this is a good thing. Not to put things into good and bad, but we are going into a positive direction. There is no need for any fear at this time. Do not just look at the symbolism of what is going on outside. For these are mere distractions of what is really going on inside. And right now, this is what we are collecting to at this moment. We are all coming together on this internal plane to really look at where this paradigm shift is going. And the light is so strong. And it cannot be masked anymore. This truth is here now. We are this living proof. Always remember to go within, and there is no need to be looking outside, ever. You do not need to look outside for any validation at this point for where we are going forward. Going forward is going to be seen from within. And this is the most important thing for you to know right now. Looking outside will only become confusing. You must look within continually, daily, for this is where the answers are. This is where we are now. Close your eyes, look and see and feel. Look at the massive group of beings of love collected together now. This is who you are. This is where you are going, and this is how it is going to be. We thank you for listening today. Many blessings and love. Thank you.
beautiful, 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 comforting as well. And mm. I know that helped to transmute some of the questions coming in. Yes, I got it that spoke too. To that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It spoke to that. Really being yeah. here now, no need for fear. We are past mm-hmm. the point of going back, mm-hmm. and the external is a distraction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There yeah. is a couple of questions that do come in, mm-hmm. and you and it was answered. So I don't know if we need to say anything more about it, but it <laughs> is one. I, I had the same feeling that they were answering the questions that were coming in. And I want to thank mm-hmm. everybody that is participating, either now or even, I feel like there are so many spirits here that even may not be on the call now, but their higher selves are here um, for this meeting. And I just want to thank everybody for coming together as this light collective that we are. It's such a gift. Um, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Really, um, going forward is going within, always looking within. Um, and so I don't even want to mention some of those questions that came up because I think you know, <laughs> I think those who wrote that question absolutely know the answer to it now. We will not look wow. outside of ourselves and, and go mm-hmm. into a fear state over something called mm-hmm. the solar flash or the event mm-hmm. because in mm-hmm. my mind they did speak of the event the event is going forward by going within mm-hmm. and this is how we mm-hmm. get to new earth new solutions absolutely not to be distracted beautiful mhm mhm wonderful mm-hmm. um so were the, the questions coming in were they being typed and you received them or is that Yes, and so we have some oh, okay. folks with their hands raised, um, and some are coming mm-hmm. in over uh, the Q&A, right, our Q&A box. And okay. Mm, let's see. Beautiful. Um, I do feel like a lot of them were answered, but there yes. are some that are maybe coming up now that are on a different um, strain of things. Okay, let's go. Um, This comes up a lot, too. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Let's see, like Jeannie, Jeannie Marie, she says that she's got two, she's bombarded with family energies and ancestral issues, environmental Mm. stresses. Uh, She has two family members who are ill, maybe ready to cross over. She's experiencing Mm. their physical and emotional issues. And she's doing okay. clearings and activations, yet she mm-hmm. cannot seem to shift the heavy energy. Right. And she mm-hmm. completely has lost touch with what brings joy. Mm-hmm. So can you mm-hmm. look into her field mm-hmm. and assist mm-hmm. on what's happening or what's what she's missing to create lasting healing? Mm-hmm. Can you say her name again? Jeannie Marie. Jeannie Marie. So the first thing that was coming up is definitely, it's very simple. And a lot of times what's happening now is um, people are making things too complex. And for her specifically, and many others listening can learn from this, is it becomes a path of acceptance. Okay? And this is really starting to move into the higher realm. First there is love, and then there becomes acceptance. And everybody is on their own path of development and ascension and going to the beyond. 
And when we involve ourselves with trying to control or understand or even help them with those things, we are giving our energy in a way that isn't helpful. And that's what becomes draining, right? And so it, because it's coming from a place of it's not necessary. It really isn't necessary. If somebody isn't coming to you for help or assistance, let them do what they're doing, right? It's your, that is how you extend love to yourself and fulfill yourself with the highest energy is by extending acceptance. You don't have to immerse yourself around like family members that are feeling like they're at a heavier resonance. If you don't feel good about being around it all the time, then don't. Right? So this is a matter of self-love through acceptance of what others are choosing to do. And there's a little, there's some light language coming in now too. So. So we're really stepping into, they're showing visualizations here as well. Sometimes they get a clairvoyant vision with the light language. And they're really showing this, uh, this soul resonance as well as past life for her in that you know, you're standing there with your staff as this strong leader, this woman warrior of the light, and that you have all this strength within you, and you just have to stand in it. That's all you have to do is stand in it. As soon as you start leaning out of that is when you are not being your true soul sovereign self. And being your true soul sovereign self is the best gift that you can give anybody, including yourself. And when you do this, it's not even about negative energy, positive energy. It's not about any of that. It's about standing in love and in truth and accepting you in all of your strength and allowing others to be how they are. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, Jeannie Marie, we hope that was very helpful. The mm-hmm. light language sounds uh, so ancient, actually, like a mm-hmm. grandmotherly. Um, mm-hmm. And I love how it was it was referred to Lemuria. You and I have not even spoken of Lemuria, mm-hmm. and I just mm-hmm. I'm tickled when Lemuria mm-hmm. always pops up. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to our call. Let's go to okay. a caller. Um, we're going to go to Cambridge, and Holly okay. is on the call. Hello, Holly. Hello. Hello, Holly. Hello. Hi. Hi. Are you on the web call system? Yes. Oh, great. Um, um, hi. I was calling because um, I have a sort of unusual, um, I feel like my um, access to guidance and intuition is sort of karmically blocked, and I wanted to know, since if I have trouble accessing my own records, I can't figure out why, if you had any insight onto that. Okay. Uh, have you you've tried working in your records, you're saying, and it hasn't worked for you? Um, I haven't specifically tried going into the records. I've tried most of the methods that are, mm-hmm. are you know, taught mm-hmm. as to how to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you say your first and last name, if you're okay with that? Um, how about my first and middle name? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Holly Ray. Okay. So, I mean, the first part of it, just outside of anything, is it looks like you're almost being forced to take a break. Um, so what can happen is is that when you start spending a lot of time on the higher plane, at a certain point, it's not about being there. It's about being here. And so what they're saying is that, is that there's like a weakness or, you know, you need to learn how to balance the two. And so you're kind of getting forced back into the material plane until you can calibrate kind of being in the middle, right? Because if you're all the way up high too much, then you can't focus on what's going on here. It seems like you have like a lot of material world responsibilities to be taken care of. Um, And Let's just see also if there's any past life blocks that are a part of this. But part of it is natural, okay, of learning to integrate the two. I don't know if you resonate with that, of having um, difficulty in the past of being too spaced out or ungrounded. I feel like more I've been trying to focus on it because I haven't been successful at, at, you know, I, I felt like, well, if I try harder or if I do something else, I just keep doing things. And so, yeah, I do think I've, I've probably overdone it, but I also think it's because I've mm-hmm. been at this blockage. Okay, let's look at the past here. <laughs> They're blocking me right now. They're really saying that it really is learning to, you're going to have, it's about trust. That you have to learn to keep walking forward even when you're cut off, okay? And, and trusting that at the right time it's going to open up, that that it's just it's part of your path right now is to keep walking while not totally in the high deep deep high realms. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. That you have to keep going forward even while you're not totally dialed in. It's kind of like you're going through a transition. They're showing an image of kind of like going through a tunnel, right? And so it's like you have to get around certain things. And in order to do that, you have to go through this tunnel. And the tunnel is more or less cutting you off from certain things, which feels uncomfortable, but it's kind of it's kind of a test. <laughs> you know, is she going to keep going through the tunnel? Is she going to trust that we're going to be there at the end of the tunnel? And it's going to build strength for what's coming for you next. 
exciting, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like keep going, keep going, keep following the synchronicities or things that are popping up to you, okay? Because you just keep going in the right direction, the direction that you know that you are going in. And they're they're waiting for you to take you kind of like to your next level, right? It's almost kind of like in a in a video game how there's different levels. You have to go through the level to get to the end of it to go to the next level. So you have to walk the path of the current level that you're in to get to the end of it so that then you open up the other realm. So it's a, it's a type of transition or transformation that you're going in right now. But it won't always be that way. And you need to learn to trust. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, let's do a, we'll do a little light language for you, okay? Thank you. There's really a strong image of your heart being like a flashlight while you're in this what seems to be a dark tunnel. So keep following your heart and focusing on that as you're going through this this transition, okay? Yes. Thank you. That was wonderful. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Holly. Thank you, Holly Ray. <laughs> awesome. We've got some uh, text people texting in on the Q&A line saying that you did answer their questions. It's beautiful. And the light language is absolutely beautiful and wonderful beautiful, and very wonderful. healing. Uh-huh. Um, what would you say for we've we we get this a lot. People are suddenly speaking mm-hmm. light language, um, not knowing mm. what it means. Personally, awesome. myself, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm drawn to toning really, and it's funny to see my oh, animals wonderful. reacting to it. Um, can you yeah. offer some advice on uh, what we do with the light language? Um, we don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. Does that mm-hmm. is that necessary? What do we do in that case? Nope. You just do it. Just, just do, do it, it, baby. It's there for a reason. Like I will I was telling Lauren at the beginning of this talk that I will walk around my house just speaking light language to myself randomly. I'll be doing dishes <laughs> and I'll start speaking light language. And it's it's your divine self bringing in alignment codes for you. It's the most beautiful thing. It's self healing. It's the highest mm-hmm. way to be loving yourself it's it's just beautiful so speak it let it flow and even when you do it for yourself and you are speaking it that sound is going out into the world right Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the butterfly flaps its wings and look what happens on the other side of the planet so imagine you are in your kitchen having your toast and tea for breakfast and you're speaking light language all of a sudden and it's going to shift something all the way on the other side of the planet, right? Because you are shifting mm-hmm. you. And when you shift you, 
that is the most powerful thing in the world. It is such a gift. So, yes, let it flow. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you have to kind of do it in the privacy of your own space at first, right, uh, or in your car or where not too many oh, people yeah. are going to hear you, just so that you can feel protected. Because, you know, if we can do it uninhibited, oh, it oh, is amazing. Yeah. So truly okay. amazing. And the animals respond. The oh, animals yeah. really the respond. The birds love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they, do. They, they know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing on that. All right. Let's, um, we have time for another caller, maybe two. Let's go yeah. to, we're going to go to Milena in Poland on a web call. Wow. Hello, Milena. Uh, hello, Hi, Milena. Hello, can you hear me? Uh, yes. Hi. Yes. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, I would like to ask for uh, help um, um, about healing from abuse. I seem to have yeah. a very yeah. strong pattern of abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it got to the point that um, I cannot work because I'm... I feel so so bombarded with with these mm-hmm. uh, energies. I uh, yeah. lead a solitary life, but I'm. Uh, it also triggers my poverty patterns because I cannot work. <laughs> so yeah. it's mm-hmm. kind of a desperate yeah, yeah, situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. I already see it very clearly. It's it's weighing very heavy on you. Um, and it's, what we're first getting is that you. It's like you have a contract uh, with another being from a past life, and this is a contract that was put onto you as a form of control. So let's just take a deeper look, though, into this this past life. But and and when people do this or beings do this. It's always just out of fear, and fear is from their own pain. Okay, so let's just take a look at this deeper. Um, and anybody listening, you do not have to worry about this affecting you. It's not going to affect you. It's not going to jump to you. So if anybody out there is worrying about that, you can. You don't need to worry about that. Okay, so let's take a look at this. Okay. Okay, so there's definitely a past life here where uh, you were married. Okay, and you had a very controlling husband. Um, it was, I'm trying to see the time frame of this era. It looks like you were Asian. Okay, so you were in Asia, um, and this husband of yours, partner of yours, was, you know, he was very abusive. It was older times, ancient times, when, you know, men controlled women. And he, he went full bore with that. Um, and what happened was, is that, you know, he sensed that he could control you in the marriage on the physical level, but that your soul was still free, okay? Because in that lifetime, you were very, you were so connected to God and source that you were like, I don't care. I don't care what you think you're doing on this physical plane. You cannot touch my soul. And so in that lifetime, he really made it an attempt to pull you away from that okay and so it was a constant battle to try and remain that divine connection without him trying to tear that down and what they're saying is that 
you're kind of left with that trauma of having to continually fight that battle, right, of trying to stand in your power while having it um, stripped away from you on a on a energetic level, okay? And so this is a contract. Because you're still holding the trauma from that, it's allowing it to continue in this lifetime. So men can easily uh, be over-dominating to you now, okay? And it's like you, you feel disempowered. Even though you're not, you feel like you are because you're still carrying the energy from that past life. So I'm just going to do some clearing on that, okay? How are you doing? I feel a lot of pain in my heart chakra. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I'm just going to keep clearing some of the energy and you may feel this, okay? Let's go ahead and pull out this contract from this past life. And put this close that past life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you have contracts, it seems like, with like three other males in this life who are carrying that. So we're clearing those contracts now, too, that we're piggybacking on this. And they seem ready to let go of this because it's really draining on either being either being when you are in these contracts that are based out of fear and control. Okay, so let's just take this energy up. Take this contract. Okay. Okay. So all parties that are involved in this are quite ready to let go of this contract. You should be feeling the energy lifting And what they're saying is that this is going to take uh, like a continual practice for you in this life. So it's kind of like waking up to walking a new path. And you're really going to have to focus on taking time for self-nurturing and self-care right now. Okay, and this this looks like you you're gonna have to do this for a while. Okay, and what that means is just really paying attention to what you need. Do you need sleep? Do you need a healthy meal? Do you need to get a massage? Uh, all of these things. Um, do you need to check in internally and do some meditation? And really just focusing on on what you need because the old contracts were having you focus in on like battling their energy, okay? And so now that that's gone, you need some place to redirect your energy, and your energy is going to be redirected on self-nurturing. And so we're going to do a little light language now as well to help you with this. How are you doing? doing? Uh, I'm I'm opening to these new uh, possibilities for for me for healing. Okay. <sighs> 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 
And we just want to say thank you to all the beings that are holding space for this, for this healing to take place right now, because we are using the collective energies to really help you with this healing. Okay. How are you doing? Oh, I'm shaking. <laughs> because yeah. for so long, I must be exhausted. Yeah. We'll yeah. be clearing. Um, help me also to uh, read my uh, poverty patterns. Because at the moment, uh, I have no... Uh, uh, no income, so I know I should focus on my healing, but very hard to do okay. when money is okay. not Okay, so the first thing is, is let this settle in, okay? This is big for you. Uh, secondly, do the self-nurturing. That really needs to become a daily practice for yourself. Uh, thirdly, I do recommend you signing up for the monthly teleconference so that you can still continue to do this work and that you have a connection to this community to help you keep moving forward on nurturing your soul self and your highest self and your divine self and loving yourself. So you can do that through the package that's offered. If you can't afford the package, you can, you can sign up for that just independently. Okay, so just so that you know that you're supported and can continue with your self-healing and growth work. Thank you so much. Grateful for for your for your help. Thank you. Oh, for yeah. for taking my call. Thanks, mm-hmm. Melina. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, and we all support you. The light yeah. language that came through there was so nurturing and loving Mm -hmm. it really was beautiful and Mm -hmm. uh it was um it was transmitted for more than just melena it was it was for all of us and so we Mm -hmm. thank you for that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so sherry thank you so much for working with our community you've got ways that people can go deeper in this and actually use these tools that you've created to accelerate their journey and to bring it with ease and grace. So talk with us a little bit about the package that you have. It's level one of the Akashic Light Language attunements. Yeah, well, there's there's two different things. Um, so there is the Akashic Enlightenment, and that part of the package, there are um, downloadable MP3s, uh, and those introduce the first five courses that are part of level one of Akashic Enlightenment. And those really take you through going into your first introduction of Akashic Enlightenment, which is opening the Book of Truth and your Akashic Records. 
and it really steps you through your deeper parts of yourself and through going through that process you are stepping into more of your true soul alignment and this is basically what ascension is you are aligning with your soul that higher piece of you that is connected to god's source unity consciousness right and so through connecting to that it's like going through a really deep meditation right and when we do that deep meditation it brings us back to that center line and in these days that we are in <laughs> there's a lot going on and it's really important to be able to align ourselves with that center line so that we're coming from that place when we interact with family friends um, anybody that we are coming into contact with and so each of these five little classes, you know, it introduces you to Akashic Enlightenment, takes you through um, in some of your past lives, looking at your ascension path that your soul has signed up for. And then there's also um, a series of going through some divine love alignments. And there is also a Akashic Enlightenment healing prayer that you can use that is taught in one of the five classes that you can just run healing energies on yourself. So just really clear your energy, any charges, any triggers that have been going on. It's really helpful. And then there's also a, a practice in there to help you look deeper into your relationship connections. What are the soul contracts? What are you learning in that relationship? And so all of those five beginning classes really give you an introduction on how to work with Akashic Enlightenment to receive this higher alignment and this higher guidance on a regular basis. So the first classes just get you used to doing the protocol of answering questions and receiving the energy alignment and or the words you can write down and journal the higher guidance that's coming through or you can speak it, right? And so it's aligning you in many different ways so that you can be your truest self and come from a place of divine will instead of ego will which is what we're all striving to do at this time. And so those are the, the, um, the downloads. And then I'm also offering uh, personal sessions. And these are the Akashic Aura Light Language Attunements. And what these do is they really align you with your personal source frequency that light language is associated with. And the way that we do this is we go into Akashic Enlightenment and I'm basically doing a reading looking at your past lives, your interdimensional lives, galactic lives, parallel timelines, and collecting the highest ones that are most pertinent for you at this time to help you bring you into that source frequency, that light language frequency. And then your light language abilities of however they're supposed to manifest for you in this present incarnation will start to come forward. And that's different for every soul. Some people speak light language, some people draw it, some people um, make these beautiful like bioessences, right, that you spray in the air. There's lots of different ways to bring this energy in, right? And so that will be revealed to you when you go through this process. And so it really kind of accelerates that ascension process by looking at your highest connections to source and source frequency. Yes, and I can say that is such a hot topic for people on their path these days mm -hmm. with what's going on in the outer world. It's this deep connection within this alignment, that soul alignment yes. that allows us to flow so freely. Mm -hmm. And so I love it because this helps us clear and 
be rid of all that that keeps us from that alignment. Yes. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's bringing us into a very present awareness, a present consciousness where we can, it's almost like you're becoming the observer of what's happening in a certain situation instead of reacting, right? You're able to watch when somebody is coming to you from a place of a story. Um, I was talking to one of my friends, David Hoffmeister, recently and talking about how uh, he's a Course in Miracles teacher and we were talking about, um, you know, when people come to you and they are kind of displaying that, that trigger. And so when you start doing this deeper work, at least for me, I see it's almost like a movie playing of where they're actually coming from in that moment that they're getting upset with you. And I'm like, wow, you're just playing this script. And I see the script um, that they are going through, whether it's, you know, a childhood trauma, whether they're in a victim mentality, whatever it is, that has a resonance and then it plays out visually. Well, I'm clairvoyant. And so maybe clairsentient or, you know, you'll get a sense of it. Um, and the way that this happens is because you, you know where your center line is and then you can feel more when you're getting pulled off of it. And then what that does is it invites somebody else to then kind of let go of that script that they're approaching you with to try and fill in that dream story that they're living in instead of their truest self. So that ideally then two souls are coming together and they can join in that unity consciousness, that soul aligned awareness. Right. And so it really, it takes practice, right? And Akashic Enlightenment is that practice tool to help everybody be able to do that. You know, it's, we're all in the boat together. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you for holding space for that and creating sessions that really accelerate one's Mm. connection. And I just want to say as well that the recordings, the five, is it five recordings or six? There's five recordings. So level one of Akashic Enlightenment is five little classes, you know, so that you can do them. They're about maybe like an hour, hour and a half each. Yeah. So the first, the first five classes are more something that you go through for general soul alignment. It's almost like you're awakening to a deeper level, right? And then there's a daily meditation that you can use um, that just allows you to go into Akashic Enlightenment, focus on each of the chakras. And then, you know, then you've already been trained from the practice sessions, those five practice sessions where you're asking questions and receiving answers. Then you can ask your own questions like, what am I to focus on today? What am I learning today? And just through that process, you're kind of like releasing what you've already learned up into your higher self. And the higher self is going to give you a download of what you are focusing on now. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like an upload, download. (laughs) So you can, instead of having to go through the reincarnation cycle, you're becoming present in this lifetime of who you really are and just like canceling out any karma, any patterns, loops, all of that now, instead of when you're on the other side going, oh, I really should have done that a different way. (laughs) Yes, I love that. Thank you. That really is a beautiful new world. That is new earth. It is. All connected in that way to our higher self, to this inner space, that which we know we know within And so that connection, when we're really dialed in and we live from there Mm -hmm. and we create from there, oh my gosh, that is new earth. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why these tools are being given to us. You know, this is my assignment. (laughs) 
This yeah. is your assignment. Well, thanks for listening yeah. and, and bringing it forth. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I almost passed it up. It was kind of funny. I got the prayer and I was like, I'll just set that aside. And then I thought a week later, I was like, I think that was important. I should look at that. <laughs> and I did. And I went in there and yeah, there was a big loud welcome. And it was very clear that this was a big assignment. I stepped into that. So it, it really is. It really is just about stepping into it right? Stepping into who we are, being brave to take each little step forward, and then the next part will reveal. And so, Sherry, there's also the Elohim attunements, and these are very interesting. These are high frequency as well. Yes. So the Elohim have been coming through as part of Akashic Enlightenment, and they're really helping us with our DNA activations, right? Helping us come into these higher frequencies. And the Elohim transmissions for Ascension, um, they're classes. So I do teach about uh, who the Elohim are and this whole process and how it came about um, in these uh, online webinars that we recorded. And then there's a 30 minute light language transmission. And in those, there is a clearing of past karmic loops and cycles. And then there is a golden solar frequency that is brought in to help align with your higher Christ consciousness, basically creating more light and space. And then the Elohim codes come in at the final stage of the transmission. And these really start to rebuild you into a co-creative state, right? So once we become awakened, and we can see what's going on in this world. We're out of the matrix. Then there becomes a phase of, okay, now I'm stepping into this world of synchronicity and co-creation and unity consciousness. And it's really helping us to then build presently the existence, the day-to-day -day life that we are actually experiencing. So it's taking us into this how to live in the new earth, right? First, it was how do we get to new earth? How do we get into 5D? And now it's like, okay, now how do we live in 5D? And that's what these transmissions are really helping us step into. And there are six of them that we're offering. Um, you know, you can do all of them. You may do a couple of them a couple of times. It all depends on what you feel most drawn to. That is the key to all of this, because that means that that's where your frequency is at at that time and your guidance is to go in this direction. So always trust that when you're on this ascension path. So yeah, I'm really excited to offer those six sessions along with those initial five classes of level one of Akashic Enlightenment. I mean, those two together will really jumpstart you in your ascension and living in 5D, absolutely. Yes, I know. And we've been talking a lot recently about how we actually do that, you know, when we're still in, as we were just saying, these relationships that maybe someone is not at that same level, but mm. that's okay. It allows us to really be centered and anchored and that in turn assists everyone else in our field so yes. this really is the greatest work that we can be doing and absolutely. really this is what we mean by new earth is birthed within us absolutely the change is what you change within yourself it's again you know i did a course of miracles and it a lot of this can stem from that you know they're very focused on the mind training and that's what this is you know with your mind comes a frequency shift um, i was just watching the movie split and it's about this guy, he has 24 different personalities and his entire body shifts 
with each personality trait, mm. right? And that's the power of the mind, right? So the mind is that frequency that we are putting out. So yes, we want to get aligned with our soul and that clears our mind, what we are focusing on, and then that will create the world that is around us. And so that is the best activism you can do is aligning yourself with who you truly are because then you're coming from this place of love and you will be able to be accepting of somebody else's free will and that is how it's how jesus did it right mm -hmm. forgiveness he saw them as a whole person right and that's what we are being called to do align with ourselves and then you can be accepting of another person's free will, just allowing them to go through that process of how they're identifying with something that isn't truly them. And by witnessing it and seeing them beyond it, they have a choice in that moment to step out of that or to continue doing it. And that is basically where we're at in this world now, right? And this is, I think some have talked about how there's the quote splitting right? These timelines, I think Bashar even talked about it. And that's what this is, right? It's a conscious choice of whether you're going to be in this higher resonance, right? Or are you going to choose to kind of keep playing that same loop, that same pattern and going around in that and creating that existence and living in that, right? It's, it's a choice. And we're in such an accelerated time to just step out of that karmic loop, step out of that kind of false identity and to come more into the light, right? And so that's what all of this is. Akashic enlightenment, ascension, all of this is that. And so the more that we can do that for ourselves, the more that we can hold that space and then become a mirror for others to do that. And that is how 5D is going to basically become earth right the, the earth is going to go into that frequency by us doing that for ourselves and then even bringing down that energy through us into the earth plane right because then it's just emanating through us and all around us and and this is how we how we do this this is how we do it <laughs> <laughs> totally <laughs> that is a very powerful package a wonderful tool many tools in there many transmissions that yeah. really assist in raising the vibration connecting with this wonderful beautiful light that we are mm -hmm. sherry thank you so much thank you so much lauren yeah can we take one more caller? Yeah, sure. <laughs> of course. I'm just feeling the sense. We've got more than we can get to. Uh, I'm going to go oh, to... Oh, okay. Gina. Hi, Gina. Gina. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Wow. I'm I'm really blown away by your whole, uh, the meditation and your, ju just everything that my body just, got a lot of chills <laughs> but oh, what i but what i'd like to find out i have done the akashic records before mm -hmm. i've been on my spiritual path about 13 years now and Beautiful. i am uh trying to awaken uh to hear animals talk to me to see spirits mm. and help families and Mm -hmm. I just feel stuck, and I I was also told that I'm also an angel walking. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know why I feel stuck and I can't hear anything. Do you see anything or can you ask, I guess, the council mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. about my enlightenment? So let's see, Gina. Um, hmm. <laughs> Did you used to do this or is this something you are wanting to do? I've always had an interest in animals. I, I'm, okay. I'm a race master, <laughs> but I prefer to work with animals. <laughs> okay. So what I'm getting is it's not working because you're forcing it, <laughs> right? This is more of – so sometimes we can misinterpret our inspirations as, well, I have to have it manifest this way or that way. And actually what they're saying is the reason you like it is because, well, you've already done this in a past life. And it's to the point that you don't need to do it that way in this life because your soul is evolving, right? You don't need to repeat doing things the way you already know how to do them. What's the good of that, right? Let's, let's accelerate. Let's have that soul expansion, okay? And so what they're saying is that you're going to start learning – to communicate telepathically, and it's almost more of offering like a healing work, an energetic healing work, okay? They're showing your hands, okay, and working with the earth energies and becoming a conduit for this healing energy to come through you, through your hands, to be shared with the animals, okay? Because in the previous life, it was more of they were your family, And now it's to the point that you're accelerating who you are as a soul being and being able to carry these energies in a different way, okay? And that's where they're saying you feel, quote, blocked because the way the energies are coming in, they're coming in different. And you keep trying to retract back to that track that you used to follow to have that communication, Okay, and so it's more of just accepting how the new track is coming in, right, and just relaxing in that. And they're saying just relax when you're with the animals. Just be with them. And as you relax, then you'll start to just let this come in for yourself, right? It's almost like you're free-willing yourself out of your, your higher evolution of stepping into what you actually can do now. Right? Because you're like, well, I'm used to doing it this way. That way it was comfortable. Um, and so it's just a little soul stubbornness. <laughs> a thing to worry okay. about. Um, and are you ready to step into your possibilities of working with the animals in a different way? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I, do do okay. you see me doing anything else? Anything else besides? <laughs> okay, I was going to say it was a very broad question. <laughs> That's why. Sorry, I don't know if the you... connection cut out. What did you say? Oh, I, w- I didn't know if you um, could sense an angel in me or or not. They're saying, of course, you're a divine angel light. You know, it's just how are you looking for a certain answer here in terms of a definition? So, again, it's the same pattern. (laughs) What they're saying is that you're holding 
you're holding these mental concepts of how something should be or be, and uh, because of that, it's holding you back, right? So just feel, if you feel like you are an angelic being, be that, right? You don't need somebody to tell you if you are. It's just a more of letting go of the thought process of both of these things and allowing what your true soul imprint is to come forth, okay? So we're just going to do a little light language to help uh, clear these energies, okay? Okay. Kasha kasha ina nishu kutushi kiti isha ana ne ita asha asha ika to usha ana ne kiti ne anishu ananisha anakita ananisha kutushu ananisha kutushu ana ne kiti sha ana kiti uta isha asha ikiti ino asha ti shukatana asha ikiti ina anisha akati ina anisha Hot is akati ana ekti ishu ukti are iti iti ana ekiti ish ekti ana asha ekiti usha ata ish ot ana ish ana neshe kito ana neshe gita ana ate ot esh ekiti shu ukata ana esh ot esh ukati ana esh ekiti no aneshe ana nekiti shate isha 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 ukati ina ne ne nesha so they're really just um, pushing your energy forward on your new path. You And this is, we're just focusing on, yes, just go forward on the new path. Let go of the old path, let go of thinking of that, and just go forward on the new path and trust it. Okay, let it open, open within your heart what you feel you truly are. Okay? Okay. Oh, that was great. Thank you so much. And Beautiful. Let everything thank up- you so much for calling. Thank you, and, and thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Gina. And thank you, Sherry. You have left us <laughs> in a higher vibration, and we are uh, elated. Thanks. A beautiful transmission and a beautiful message. We're so glad that you could join us today in this very sacred space. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could do this all day. (laughs) I know. We feel like we can stay here for hours more. There's certainly more conversations for us to have, my dear, with the parallel lives and all of that. So we will have Mm -hmm. you back again for a deeper quantum conversation. And in the meantime, I just want to give you a moment to close our circle. Yes. Let me do that, actually. We'll do a thank you. So thank you, dear beings of light, for the enlightenment, wisdom, healing, and guidance we have all received today. Please help each of us to return fully into our complete human wholeness, enlightenment, and healing intact in all dimensions, times, and planes. Please help each of us to integrate the enlightened guidance and healing given with the grace of God via our Akashic Records and the Book of Truth 
the Council of Light, and all other ascended beings and masters who have come in today. We ask you now to close anybody's Akashic records that are still open as we bring the session to a close for now and to come back again. We thank you. And so it is. And so it is. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Council mm, of Light. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. And Sherry Mosley, this has been a beautiful <laughs> quantum conversation. Thank you beautiful. so much for being here. Thank you so much for providing this platform. It's just amazing what you're doing. It really is. Well, we look forward to speaking with you again here on Quantum yeah. Conversations. Thank you. And Wonderful. if you would love Sherry's work and a one-on-one session with her and her courses and her group call, please check out the special offer that is available to you. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. Now is when we get to integrate by dancing our way yeah. to the cosmic heart. quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart 
As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.